This is an Irish independent podcast. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare, it is a top tips episode. And today it's all about walking and how walking can be your ultimate workout. Now, the reality is, for years and years and years, I've been talking about walking and the benefits of it and why it is so beneficial to absolutely everyone who is listening in. It's fantastic for the body. It is easy on the joints. It is simple to do. And when done properly, can deliver a phenomenally effective workout for all different aspects of your fitness, from cardiovascular health to muscular health, even to mental health. But the key thing is you have to do it right. So on today's episode, I've got some really simple tips to ensure that walking can be the ultimate workout for you. The first one is this, that people will say, oh, well, you know, what about running? Is running not better? Is cycling not better? And the reason I say walking is the ultimate one is the fact that it's so easy to start. But there's walking and then there's walking. So walking for exercise and walking for, you know, social interaction are two very different things. And the key thing there is the intensity or the pace at which you walk at. And that's what differentiates walking from, well, walking. Walking properly and walking fast, getting slightly out of breath or out of breath while you're walking, that's a workout. Walking at this intensity is not a workout. And it's really, really important to remember that, that if you're going to take up walking or if you're going to walk as your main form of exercise, well, the intensity is key. If you don't push the body, you're not going to see the results. So you have to work hard enough to get the benefits. And regular listeners to the podcast will know I talk about this all the time. The intensity component of exercise is absolutely crucial. So to walk properly, remember, you've got to be getting slightly out of breath or somewhat out of breath or else, well, fairly out of breath. And that's a sign of how hard your body's having to work, how hard your heart is working to get the benefits from the exercise. As you get fitter, you've got to walk faster. And again, you're getting out of breath or slightly out of breath. And that's the signal or the sign for the benefits that we want to get from walking to make it that really ultimate exercise. It's cardiovascular. There's loads of endorphins flying around the body. The body's been challenged. You know, your legs, your glutes, everything's been challenged a little bit more. And it, the most important thing is the intensity. Is running better? Not necessarily. They both do pretty much the same thing. But the key thing is, which one do you enjoy more? Running for a lot of people is just too scary to start. There's too much of an impact on the body in terms of the joints where walking is an easier thing to be able to do. There's less pressure going through the joints in terms of the ankle, the knee, the back, the hips, when you walk by comparison to when you run. So they both do a similar thing, but for me, walking is the absolute ultimate one. And that's coming from a runner. I run all the time and I love to run. But for general population recommendations, walking's where it's at. So remember, if you're gonna start, the key thing to begin with is the intensity at which you're walking. We want you to walk fast enough that you're getting out of breath or slightly out of breath. And as you get fitter, keep that in mind. Keep working hard enough to bring the heart rate up to get those benefits and to hit that talk test point. And that's the easiest way to test for it. It's, it's counting to 10. If you watch Operation Transformation, you'll see me do it every single series. I ask a leader to count to 10. What I'm listening for is one, two. It's that out of breath. That's what you're listening for. And you push them harder in terms of the pace until you get to that point. And we know at that point, that's where you're getting all the benefits in terms of the hormone release from exercise, but also the physical changes. The heart's getting stronger. The, 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 it's getting thicker. It's pumping faster. It's bringing your resting heart rate down over the course of time because it's going to be much more efficient as a, as a, as a pump. Your muscles are having to work harder. 
And it's all from that intensity piece. So tip number one, if you're going to follow the advice and take walking on, it, it, it is exactly that. Intensity is absolutely key. My next tip then is let's start from the feet and work our way up. So the footwear that you, you, you use, that's important too. Because every time your foot hits the ground, if you're not in the right footwear, you're putting yourself at a higher risk of injury. And that's a problem. So we don't want you getting injured. So if you take your shoes or your runners and flip them over uh, onto the heel facing up, look at the heel. It should be evenly worn all the way across the shoe. If it's not, and chances are it's not, it be overly worn on one side at the front or the back uh, or the other side if you're a pronator or a supinator, the then we need to get your gait checked. That sounds kind of scary, it's not. When you go to buy runners, it's no longer just the color of the runner or whatever, it is actually looking at your foot, how you walk or run, and putting you into a, a runner that neutralizes that so that you're walking as safely as possible. And if you're not, think about it. If you don't invest in this and if you don't do it, um, your ankle, your knees, your hips, your back, your posture, everything's affected by the fact that you're, you know, you're not walking in the right footwear. So spending a little bit of time getting the right runners is really, really, really important. And it's called gait analysis, G-A-I-T. Uh, most shops will do it around the country when they're selling runners now. And if you don't uh, see it, just ask for it or uh, you can Google it as well for where locally you might be able to get it done. It doesn't, it's pain-free. It generally doesn't cost anything. It's just a really simple way of looking at how you walk and ensuring the runner that you're walking in suits your foot type. And that's the most important thing. From there, uh, socks are really important. Uh, Non-cotton-based fabrics. So real heavy, thick cotton socks. They get sweaty. They get uncomfortable. They're just not nice to be in if you're going to actually exercise. So that lighter fabric is really important. They're breathable. They're lighter. Uh, and they're much more comfortable. They will also reduce the risk of blisters because the sweat will be wicked away a little bit better. So they won't get as kind of as sweaty and re they reduce the chances of, of blisters happening. If blisters do happen, if you're starting out and you haven't walked for a long time, blisters can and may happen. So a couple of things there is Vaseline is a really simple way to, uh, to prevent those. Just get a little bit of Vaseline, rub it wherever you commonly get those blisters and that'll take, that'll take the friction off it. Compi plasters are really, really good as well. And ensure that you're sizing on your footwork. Don't tie your laces too tight. Because if you do, you will find uh, potentially that it'll rub off the skin a little bit and uh, it'll help, it'll increase the chances of you getting blisters as, as well. So there are simple little tips to make it more comfortable. Remember, when you want to exercise, you want to make it a, a comfortable environment. As much as you're working hard, but what you're, what you're exercising in is comfortable. So you start from the socks and work your way up in terms of the gear. The same rule applies. Cotton-based fabrics, they just, they're heavy. They just they don't lend themselves to sweat particularly easily or well in terms of they get heavy, they get uncomfortable, they get cold if the weather changes really quickly and they're just not nice. Uh, so it doesn't have to be expensive sports gear, but all the stores around the country uh, at different levels will have different price points of sports gear, but you'll find they're breathable, they're lighter in terms of the fabric and they're much more comfortable um, to exercise in. And for the time of the year that it is, a rain jacket is really important as well or a windproof jacket. Ideally, make sure it's luminous so people can see you but make sure you get one that is really comfortable because we want you to exercise for the long term. So set yourself up for success. Spend a little bit of money at the start and get the right stuff. The Illuminous, for me, is important. I've got two or three Illuminous jackets I run and walk in all the time because it's important to be seen. So getting the right gear, it just helps. It's another thing that it makes it more comfortable, it'll be more enjoyable, and chances are you'll keep doing it for longer if you set yourself up the right way. The next tip is around the route. So this is actually really important because chances are you have your favorite route that you walk and the body adapts to that. So by doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a result, 
it's not really a great plan for success. So changing the route as often as possible, that's a really simple way to make the walk A, more interesting, but B, more beneficial for your body. The time it takes you to complete those routes is important too. So uh, if you like technology, Strava is a really good free app. I have no association with it. It's just one that I use. Uh, it will track your route. It'll track your times and different splits and just gives you feedback in terms of how that walk has been. And you can see yourself progressing, which is really nice in terms of your speed, in terms of your pace. It's a simple way to see your progress. So that route is, is absolutely crucial. Have different routes. So for example, have, a, have a, a flatter route where you can really get some pace up. A hillier route then uh, is really good in terms of glutes, in terms of quads. Hills are fantastic for overall fitness. So get as many hills into your route as you possibly can. And that brings me on to the next tip, which is tracking. So like using Strava, you can also get a, a GPS watch, which will look at your speed, your distance, your calories, your heart rate, and loads of other data. Now, that sounds kind of expensive. It doesn't have to be. So for example, if I'm buying one, I don't buy the most expensive one because I don't use all the features. I'll buy a very, very basic one, which will give me my speed and my heart rate and my distance. And that will sync with the app on my phone, which is Strava, and it gives me all the data and the details uh, around that session. So even for you know a really good fast walk, getting something like that can make a, a can make a big difference. You don't have to do it. Smartphones uh, can do them uh, can do it as well using those apps. Or if you like a watch, you can use a watch. But by tracking it, what you want to see is progress. You want to see a faster pace, uh, more calories burned, um, just changes and improvements because. Chances are around now, you know, we've had a really busy summer and now people are kind of settling back down. You know, you're focusing on your health and by, by tracking it and watching progress, that's what you, but that's what's going to keep you going. But by not tracking, you're putting yourself at risk of just falling off the wagon a little bit quicker. And it doesn't have to be just, you know, your walks that you track. You can track everything. And again, regular listeners to the show will know I'm mad for tracking stuff in terms of your health, your waistline, your your muscle, your fat, your your, your weight, uh, your resting heart rate, uh, the amount of press-ups you can do in a minute, how fast you can walk a kilometer. They're all really simple tracks. The, the, the more stuff you track about your health, the healthier you are going to be in the long term. So it's not about necessarily weight or weight loss, but it's about tracking different things. And the more you track, the greater the chance is that you're going to stay on track because you will see improvement and you will see change. And change feels good. It feels motivating. It feels empowering. It, it, it's exciting when you change things about your health. So, you know, start tracking your walks. Start tracking some other stuff as well. And uh, over the course of time, you want to see changes and you want to see improvements. As ever, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Some really simple top tips for fast walking and making it your ultimate workout. We've looked at lots so far, why it's beneficial versus running, you know, that your runner is your route. Getting those hills into the session. We love hills. Uh, where I am in West Cork now, there's hills on every single route. And we're about to move into our new house. And guess what? Our house is at the top of a hill. Uh, brilliant for the legs, brilliant for the lungs, and it's just harder. So get those hills in, don't avoid them. And, you know, as much as going uphill is beneficial, coming downhill is beneficial too, because the quads or the front of your legs work like brakes. They put the brakes on, so it forces your quads to do a lot more work. And any of, of you listening in who hill walk will know that coming down can be very, very difficult on the quads. So, you know, as part of your fast walk, undulating uphill, downhill, the more hills, the better. It's really good for your bum, calves, glutes, legs, absolutely everything. 
they're just brilliant and they're great for your lungs. And if I'm to tell you this little nugget, you'll all do heels, which is they're really good for burning a few extra calories if weight loss and calorie burn is something that you're looking at. By throwing heels in, it brings your heart rate up, it brings your calorie burn up as well. So don't be afraid to have those hills in as part of it. So again, the other tip that we looked at was tracking. Track as much as you possibly can about your health. Uh, Strava or a GPS watch will track the walk that you do. In terms of how fast you should be going, so people ask me that all the time uh, on Instagram when we do our Q&As, what pace should I be walking at? So the real answer there is that every step you take that's a fast walk is one more step of exercise than you would do if you were sitting on the couch. So every single step you take is beneficial, no matter how fast or slow that step is. The next thing is, no matter how fit you are, someone will walk faster than you and someone will walk slower than you. And that is that goes for, for me, that goes for you, that goes for absolutely everybody. Because there's always someone who's fitter and someone who's less fit. So never get too hung up on, oh, I can only walk at this pace. And for those who are beginning to exercise, that's always a barrier for people. They're kind of almost embarrassed by the fact they may not be as fast as other people. But that doesn't matter because... We're all different. Uh, I get that myself if I go for, for, for running races and stuff and people pat, oh, you're the fella off the telly, I'm running faster than you. whoop de do Well done, you, you know, it, it's it's gas. And as I've gotten older, it bothers me. It doesn't bother me at all now. I laugh at it. But my point is that, like, you know, there's always someone faster and there's always someone slower. The key thing is you're doing it. So no matter what pace you go at, it doesn't really matter. If you want a target and if you like targets, four miles an hour uh, or 6.4 kilometers an hour is a really, really good pace to go for. That might sound very fast for some people. That may sound a little bit slow for other people, but it's a pretty quick pace. Four miles an hour, 15 minute mile, or 6.4 kilometers per hour uh, is a really, really good pace to aim for. If you do hit it, uh, well then try and go quicker. Try and do it in 59 minutes or 58 minutes. Remember, keep that intensity up and keep working that pace all the time. But that's a rough pace to aim for. But the key thing is, remember, everyone is different. It's all relative. It doesn't really matter what pace you're walking at once you're walking and once you're getting slightly out of breath. And it's not that walking on its own, you know, when it's when it's lower intensity, it doesn't deliver benefits. It does, but they're mainly social. They're mainly visual. You may be green zoning or blue spacing, surrounding yourself with nature or trees or whatever. All that stuff is really, really good. But in terms of the actual, the workout element of it and making it a really effective, hard, uh, beneficial workout, the key thing there is that it's got to, you have to bring that intensity to it. And one of the, another way to do that, and then that's, that brings me to the next tip is this, it's that it's walking with someone who f- walks faster than you. Uh, many years ago when I started out, I used to work in Castleknock in Dublin and I took lots of clients into the Phoenix Park. And as part of the session, we'd do a walk and I walk very fast. It's just what I, it, it's, it's part of me and that's what I do. And the person who I'd be working with would have to keep up with me. And guess what? They would and they could but it would take someone walking faster than them to show them that they're actually able to do it. So I would say go for a walk with someone who walks faster than you walk and just, you have to catch up with them. You have to work hard to catch up with them. But what it will do is it'll show you that actually you can do it. The hips will open up uh, and and the stride will lengthen. You use your arms, the body begins to rotate and twist as you walk. So the obliques and the intercostals and the core is beginning to work as well. That's all happening because you have to keep up with the person in front of you. So it's a sneaky one, but it's a really good tip if you want to really get that workout, that walk workout done, is to just walk faster. 
and walk with someone who's faster than you because you have to catch up with them and it makes a big difference. The next tip is around that walking stride. Now, people all the time ask about weights. Should I bring ankle weights or wrist weights or dumbbells or water bottles or whatever? You can if you want. I personally think they're uncomfortable. Uh, I don't think that they deliver a huge benefit. They will add more weight into the session. But if you want to do that, get a backpack and put a bag of spuds in the backpack. It's about six or seven kilos in the bag of spuds. Try that on for size. Or you can get weighted vests. Uh, I know some of the supermarket, uh, Aldi and Lidl, uh, do the, uh, have those. And Dunn's, I think, have them too, where they're literally vests with weights in them. And they'll add anything from one to two to three stone of weight. If you want to add weight, add those or add a backpack with, with some spuds or some weight in it or some water bottles in it. That'll add a huge, huge uh, amount of weight. It's a better way to put it on and have a proper backpack. Uh, in terms of how you should walk, though, old school used to be kind of heel to toe. That's kind of gone. It's very much a mid a mid foot, uh, foot strike when you hit the ground. So the midpoint of the foot hits the ground and you propel yourself forward. Long strides, back's nice and tall, posture is nice and tall. You're not looking down towards the ground, because if you do, you're going to get neck pain. You're looking straight ahead and slightly down in advance. So you can still see things that are coming up in terms of maybe potholes or things like that. But you're not pulling your whole posture forward to look towards the ground. That's important. Put your belly button in towards your spine, so you're sitting and walking nice and tall. And again, use the arms. So the, once you begin to use the arms, the body begins to rotate. And then you're getting the sides of the waistline, the front of the waist and the back are doing a lot more work because the body's rotating as you go faster. And that's the way to do it. So using the arms, rotating the body, open up the stride and lengthen out the stride and open up the hips. And trust me, you can walk a hell of a lot faster than you think you can. There's some, they're just kind of simple ways with which to do it. My next tip is, is this, that hopefully listening to this, today's episode, you think, okay, I can do this or I want to do it. I'm going to test myself now. I'm going to go and walk as fast as I possibly can. Great, but don't forget to balance it out. So you shouldn't necessarily walk that way every day or walk that way, you know, all the time. So for example, I come into Dublin, I get the train up to Houston, I walk to all my meetings or for, to my podcast recordings or whatever it is, I walk fast. Am I getting out of breath? Absolutely not. I'm just walking fast. I walk all around Dublin and then back to the train station and then back down. That's just fast. It's fast walking, but it's not exercise because that's for me, that's just lifestyle. It's commuting. It's life. It's not exercise. Exercise is obviously, remember, where we're getting uh, more intense, but it's important to balance the two of them up. I'll uh, go home today. I'll run tomorrow. I'll get out of breath then and, and Thursday and probably Friday as well. It's creating that balance so that fits into your lifestyle that remember that it's okay to do a little bit of everything. So having one really fast walk is fantastic. Having, a, you know, then a no, you know not having to do that every single time you go out and walk. That's important. So you pick your exercise days and you can build that around how you feel. So my own schedule works that way. I build it around how my diary is and I build it around how I feel. Last night, I didn't feel like going for a run. I was meant to. I was exhausted. The, the 10 PT sessions online. I was too tired. I flaked in front of the couch and watched something on Netflix and I can't even remember what it was. But my point there is that that balance component for health is really important. That chances are there's lots of people around you doing lots of extreme forms of exercise or extreme diets and all of that. Don't. Balance it out. Walking can be your ultimate workout. These tips will help you to deliver that and help you to get the benefits from it that we know it can deliver. But they only really work when it's a balanced approach across the board over the course of the week. It's that 80-20 principle that we apply to food. You can kind of apply that to exercise too, that, you know, it's okay to miss a session every now and again. And that's all right, because that's balance. 
that is it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, the top tips episode to make walking your ultimate workout. It is free, it is easy to make hard, and it's easy to get the benefits. Get your runner's sword to get your gear on and get walking fast while listening to Real Health, hopefully over the course of the next few weeks and months. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. Slonga fall. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.